Hey everyone, before we dig into the podcast for today, we just wanted to give you a quick heads up. Uh, the content that we're going to be talking about, probably as you saw in the title, are going to be suggestive in nature. So again, we just want to warn you ahead of time, uh, listen at your own discretion, because uh, we have some explicit content uh, as we talk about pornography and other sexual activity coming up in this episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Student Community Podcast. We're glad that you're joining us for a lively conversation this week. Daniel, it's going to be uh, an interesting topic to say the least. Oh yeah. How are you, how are you feeling oh, about this? You know, I'm, I'm excited and this is something that we need to talk about uh, for sure. It's something that is such a struggle for so many people and our, our culture in general. And so it's, it's definitely a, a topic that a lot of people shy away from, but we are not going to today. And that is awesome. Awesome awesome opportunity. We're, we're going for it. Well, typically before we dive into topics, we love to ask each other unprompted questions. Mm -hmm. Um, and just to keep the question short, uh, Daniel, I, uh, the question I have for you today is what is something in your life right now that is really life giving for you? So is it like a person activity? Yep. Like what, what's something that's just really breathing life into yep. you right now? Disc golf. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I've been, uh, uh, the weather's so nice out and I've just been playing a lot of disc golf and it's one of my favorite things and I just absolutely love it. Um, even on my days off, sometimes I'll go out and like play around by myself and I just feel so like, it, it just is so relaxing and then also being outside and like God's beautiful creation is just incredible. So mm. yeah, I've been loving that. What about you, Adam? Uh, to be honest, I mean, this may be a little cliche, but just like nature right now, um, specifically two times. One is like before I go to work in the morning, um, I have to go out like towards my back porch to get to my car and the sun rises in, uh, in my backyard. And so I just get to see kind of like the sunrise in the morning. And sometimes lately I've just been standing there, like looking at the sun, just taking a deep breath and just mm -hmm. like thanking God for his creation. Mm -hmm. So like, that's been really good. And then, uh, whenever the weather gets nice, Hannah and I, we always love to go for walks around our neighborhood. Yeah. So just like kind of being out and about warm weather, sun, uh, just birds chirping, it's just really relaxing and peaceful. So that's mm -hmm. been life giving. Yeah. Um, well, let, uh, there's no good way to pivot out and, and nope. talk about pornography. So um, I guess maybe a good place to start is why we're having this conversation. When we started this podcast, one of the things that we said uh, from the jump was, you know, we want to answer some of the questions that students have. And just about every single year in the student community at Oasis, we will do a relationship talk. And Usually during those series, during those conversations, we'll have a time where students can text in anonymous questions. And almost always, pornography gets brought up. Whether it's, is pornography a sin? How do I deal with my uh, struggle with pornography? How can I get uh, freedom from pornography? It's just a variety of questions. And so we really wanted to take all those questions that we've gotten in the previous years and boil it into one conversation. So, you know, I'm struggling with pornography. What should I do? Um, I think maybe a good place to start is just by recognizing that pornography, it is not a new struggle, but in a new way, I guess it's a struggle. Mm -hmm. But maybe, Daniel, can you talk to about like why... Um, porn is an issue uh, for people, why why it's a struggle? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, like our culture is just a, a sex saturated culture. And so here's what Satan does is Satan takes good things that God made and he turns them around and tries to use them for bad. Mm-hmm. And that's what we see with sex um, and pornography in general. But like Satan is like, okay, this is a really good thing. And that's what like, I mean, in the beginning, like God made um, man and woman and he gave us sex. And that that is an awesome thing. But then Satan was like, okay, I'm going to, how can I turn this? How can I use this against them? And, and, and like God made it, sex is supposed to be, be between one man, one woman for one lifetime. And, and that's something I've heard you say a lot, Adam. And, and I love that. Um, and, and like, it's so good in that way. But when we take it outside of that, it, it there's hurt, there's pain, there's so many things that go wrong. Um, and so like, Satan is trying to do that. And, and, and not only that, he's, he's like trying to use anything that he can to, to, to like get us. Mm-hmm. And, and I think like just in our culture, we see so many, like there's billboards with like bad photos on it. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, TV, like movies have sex scenes in them. And, mm-hmm. and so we just are like, so filled, our minds are so filled with sex and all mm-hmm. of these things. And it really is Satan just trying to be like, okay, I, I want to take this good thing and I want to just use it against, against them. I want them to, to really struggle with it. And pornography is, is a part of that. And like mm-hmm. we have, I mean, our, our cell phones are in our pockets 24 um, seven, mm-hmm. I guess not while we sleep. So that's like eight hours that they're not, they're not. So maybe 16, seven, I don't know. But, um, I mean, we have our cell phones around us so much and like the, the, the access to get to bad sites to see, I mean, even just on Instagram, like pictures that aren't, aren't necessarily, I'm putting in quotes like porn, but like they should be, you know, just because they're, I mean, just absolutely bad. And, and like, we just have such easy access and and that's just we're in a different culture than um a a long time ago where like the only way to get pornography was through the mail or or whatever it is or um magazines magazines yeah and and i mean so it was just like we we live in a completely different time and the access to it is so much easier than it was and so i think Mm. the struggle like you said has always been there but the 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 means to get to it is so much easier and it's like man if you have if you can get something um, that much easier, like, you know, it, the problem is only going to get worse. Daniel, I mean, we should just stop the podcast. Dude, you said so much good stuff in yeah. there. I, I, man, I just need to go back and rewind that and just like soak all that in. I, a couple of things that stuck out mm-hmm. to me that you said is one is that sex is a good thing. Our sex drive is mm-hmm. a good thing. It is our sex is designed in the context of marriage. And you Mm -hmm. said marriage is designed between one man, one woman for a lifetime. And so Satan will want to take a good thing and take it outside of those bounds. And he'll make it seem like it's not that big of a deal. Um, or possibly like God isn't that good if he is withholding this thing from you. Um, that's oftentimes the lie that the enemy will, will throw in there. Um, but then you also talked about the access to pornography, um, is a lot different today than what it has been in in years past. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's an excellent point. We'll probably talk about that here more in just a moment, but I actually pulled up some statistics. Um, and these are really sobering to think about. Um, 
one of the stats said that the first exposure to pornography among males takes place at about 11 years old, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, I know for, for me, the first time I was exposed to pornography, I think I might've been like eight years old or wow. so. Yeah. And I was on uh, the computer and something popped up that, and again, and a lot of times this is how it starts. Um, it, it almost like, uh, you're not intending to like look for it. it something just pops up yeah. or maybe a conversation happens. And so the exposure to pornography is happening at a very young age, specifically in males around 11 years old, if not maybe even younger. Um, porn sites currently are receiving more traffic than Netflix, True. Amazon, and Twitter combined, yeah. which is, again, sobering to think about. Yeah. Another stat says that 56% of all divorces in the U.S. cite that a spouse's porn addiction was a contributing factor to the reason for that divorce. Uh, and then finally, 50% of Christian men and 20% of Christian women think they are addicted to porn. So not just like I've seen it yeah. or I watch it or whatever it is, like they would admit that they have a porn addiction. Yeah. So this is a struggle for a lot of people. And I think the question that I keep coming back to is why? Why is it a struggle? Mm -hmm. I know one of the things that you mentioned was the access to that has changed. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Like why porn is a struggle? And can you speak a little bit more to like, um, just basically like why this is newer and yeah. how it's how we've gotten here and yeah. things like that? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, so... Um, I mean, we look back at the Bible times and there was, I mean, we, we hear a lot about prostitution and so like, it's interesting that like, we, we kind of think that those are different, but in, in the same sense, like I, I, they're, they're both like a sexual sin. And like, I mean, what Jesus says in, in Matthew five is like, if, a, if you look at a woman lustfully, you have committed adultery with her in her with her in mm -hmm. your heart. Mm -hmm. And and it's this idea of like, man, those are, those are the same, like that prostitution that was happening mm -hmm. uh, back in the Bible times was, I mean, absolutely like just as bad as pornography. Mm -hmm. and, and so the, the means have kind of changed. Mm -hmm. Um, but like the, they're still both wrong. Mm -hmm. And so like access wise, I mean, yeah, it's just, we, um, like it's so much more prevalent today. Um, and, and, and like, even during that time, like, I, I don't, I don't know a lot about during the Bible times, like specifically and like what, what the prostitution looked like back then. But like, I do know that like, I mean, it was, it was a common problem. Like you would see that like every time that Israel started to like fall away from God, there was like prostitution that was coming up again. And it's just this, like, uh, I, I mean, it's just a, like something that, that, like I was saying is Satan is really just trying to like put in in our cultures mm -hmm. like he wants um this good thing that god has given us to absolutely pollute us and and like i mean I, it, it affects our minds it affects how we view um the people around us and, and so like i mean if if we can if we're struggling with pornography like that doesn't just affect us but it affects our our relationships and so it's so much deeper and so I mean, Satan is throwing everything that he can at us. And, um, I mean, it's, yeah, it's absolutely awful. And I think that like, just we're desensitized, Yeah, like absolutely desensitized because like, I mean, we've, we see people that are walking around. Like I, I go to the gym and I mean, like it's, 
I mean, crazy what people aren't wearing, like, and just how, like, that's the normal, like, yeah. you're, you're, I mean, people aren't covered up very much. Men, and men and men, women. Yes, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And, and like, I mean, we are just like that. We're so used to that. And like, because of that, like, it, it makes it just like, seem like pornography is normal. Yeah. Like, and I think as you, you are in school, um, like that's what you hear from your friends mm -hmm. from what I've, I've kind of heard from students is like, I mean, there's this like, oh yeah, like I, everybody looks at porn. That's and, no big deal. Yeah. And it's like, that is, that is awful that like we are at this point in our, our culture in our world where, where it's like, oh, this is, this is totally normal. Like you're, you're, wait, you're not looking at porn. Like, yeah, you, why? And like, the, and people treat you like you're absolutely crazy if you're not. And it's like, man, you are doing the right thing if you're not looking at porn mm -hmm. like that is that is what you were supposed to be doing um and so yeah just just absolutely like the culture that we live in is just sex filled mm -hmm. and I think a lot of that's come from the internet mm -hmm. um you know I think uh you know you may have like a like <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking of this but like a cousin or a school mate you know 40 years ago even 20 years ago who maybe had access to a magazine or like a picture yeah. or something. And, you know, you guys would maybe be like hanging out after school and he's like, Hey, check out like what I you know found or whatever. But that was like the access point mm -hmm. was, you know, you had to get a hold of it and it was harder to get a hold of it. Um, now it's at your fingertips in uh, his book called unwanted Jay Stringer uh, lists out three reasons why uh, pornography is so prevalent and so alluring to us mm -hmm. today. And I think they're really good points. Uh, basically the three are, and then a quick word on each, and it, uh, I can never say this word, uh, being anonymous uh, or- as an an Anonymity. 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 Anonymity, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I, you guys can correct me, uh, whatever it is. But being anonymous. Uh, the second one is affordability. And then the third is availability. We've talked about mm -hmm. this third one, availability, that it's at our fingertips. Yeah. You know, instead of it being in a magazine, it's in our phone. And yeah. so the same phone that we can access the living word of God is the same phone that we can access pornography. So the availability has changed. The second one was affordability. You know, you would have to probably like back in biblical times and even still today, you would have to pay for a prostitute. So if you wanted, you know, this, this, uh, sexual, uh, orgasm to happen, then you would need to literally pay for it. Um, now it is free mm -hmm. for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, again, it's not free necessarily. Yeah. Um, you know, it comes with a cost. Uh, you just may not see that cost. Um, but affordability and then being anonymous, um, you know, you would have to go out to the store. You would have to go to the temple. You would have to go to the street and literally expose your face, mm -hmm. reveal yourself yeah. to people because you are looking for these things. But now in the quiet corners of our house, we can uh, go to our phone or, or laptop or whatever it is to be able to, you know, access these things. And so he says, this is why it's so alluring is because you can be anonymous. It can be completely free and it's available right at your fingertips, um, which uh, I think just speaks to why it's just such a struggle today. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then there's a, not a whole lot of education on like how pornography rewires your brain. I mean, the research is out there, but not a lot of people talk about it, but brain, uh, the brain is literally rewired by mm -hmm. pornography. Um, it almost activates like a drug in your brain. It's, it's literally like taking heroin or mm -hmm. cocaine. Yeah. Um, that's the way it alters your brain. The way I love to think about it is back when I was in college, um, I don't know if this is the same for you at Cedarville, but there were sidewalks and pathways that mm -hmm. you could take to get to classes and yeah. whatnot. But, you know, during the school year, there would be these paths through the grass that would get created mm -hmm. that aren't sidewalks. Mm -hmm. yeah. But people are like, yeah. man, I'm not going to take the sidewalk to get to the student center or to get to my class. I'm going to cut through the grass and essentially get get there quicker. Yeah. And what that does is it starts to create a rut or a new pathway, you know, to get to your class. Well, that's what's happening in your brain is that your brain creates these new ruts, these new pathways um, that are like, oh, you want uh, to be sexually fulfilled? One route would be waiting. But then there's this another route of instant gratification where you could look at porn or hook up with your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever it is. Yeah. And it's literally teaching your brain to create this new pathway where if you want this fulfillment, these are the ways that you get it. Mm -hmm. Which the beautiful thing is like this, I think, speaks to how God wired us. He meant for us to get sexual fulfillment in the context of marriage. Yeah. That's why, you know, it, it creates those pathways. But then unfortunately, because of sin um, and deceive, like just this, the enemy deceiving us, there are now these new pathways that are not right, but they are there that, that can be in, in, um, ingrained in our brain. Does, does that kind of make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, like we as human beings, I think just a lot of times want to take the the easy route to get to, to the result. Uh, I teach a kid's CrossFit class and I see my kids do that all the time where it's like, I've, I've been teaching them like you do the movement this way, do it this mm -hmm. way. And, and yet they will cheat it mm -hmm. and they'll do it the easiest way, like completely wrong, just so that they can get it done faster. <laughs> and, and like, that's kind of what you're saying where it's like, man, we, we want the end result. We want the sexual gratification. We want sex, which is the good thing that God created, but we want it in a, a way that like, we're not supposed to have it. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, that's the tough thing. And, and it, it's like, I, just as we're talking about this, I just am like, uh, man, the, the culture that we live in and, and it's like, it's you, if you are struggling with pornography, like that's not good, but like, I, I see why mm -hmm. because of mm -hmm. like just the world and everything that they're trying to do to, I mean, Satan's trying to do to get you hooked. And so it's just like, I mean, it makes my heart sad just yeah. as I was thinking about that. I was just like, man, I, I totally understand it. And like, I, I especially understand because it's something that I've struggled with in the mm -hmm. past. Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, I, I see that struggle. Um, but then on the same time, at the same time, I'm like, man, I, but I've, I've come out of that struggle yeah. and like, I've seen the freedom and the grace that God has given through that struggle. And so I just, man, if you are fighting or, or if you like hearing this, you're like, man, I need to start fighting. Like do it. It is the best thing that you could ever do is to mm -hmm. do it God's way to, to wait until marriage, to, to wait for your spouse. Like that is God's way is always the best way. And I, as you're, you know, speaking to that, the word that comes to mind is just empathy. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that is something that's lacking a lot. Yeah. Um, 
I know for me a lot of times, but I just know for the church at large is because sometimes we can focus so much on the rules yeah. that like if someone's not following the rules, then it's like, oh man, they're, you're messing up. You need to get back on track. And while that's true, mm-hmm. we need to be not allowing, but we need to understand mm-hmm. This is why people are falling into these same pathways and ruts and patterns. Like no wonder they are because of like what the world is throwing at them. And so you need both grace and truth. And that's something that Jesus modeled perfectly, um, you know, in our lives. You know, there was a couple of times when he encountered, you know, the woman at the well. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, uh, I know for a fact that that was the case with your five husbands and the guy that you're with now is not your husband. You know, the woman who committed, a, uh, you know, who's caught in the act of adultery. Grace and truth was modeled perfectly. But, you know, as we're talking about pornography or just, I think the word in the Bible that's used the most amount of times is just sexual immorality, any sexual behavior outside of the parameters of um, between a a man and a wife uh, in the covenant of marriage. Maybe we could just talk for just a quick moment about um, maybe some things in scripture that help us kind of put everything into context as we're having this conversation. Are there any scripture passages that come to mind for you? Yeah. I mean that, that one that I shared from, from uh, Matthew, mm-hmm. I think is just huge. And like, uh, I've got it right here and I'll even read, there's the the next verse after it, um, which I think is, is really good. Uh, but I tell you, everyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away for it is better that you lose one of the parts of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And, and I, I read that second part because it really just shows us the seriousness mm-hmm. of this, where it's like Jesus is obviously not saying like, hey, you if you lust, go cut out your eye. Like he doesn't want us to do that, but, but he wants us to think about like the weight of it. And he's like, man, it, it, like it is truly better. Like if you have whatever you have to do to get rid of that sin and, and to stop yourself from falling back into it. I want you to do it mm-hmm. because it is better that you don't give into those sins than to, I mean, he says, go to hell here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just this, like this weight of like, if you are doing it, you need to stop. And I, you said that about the woman that was caught in the act of adultery. Mm-hmm. And, and at the end he says, um, he says to the woman, like, uh, she, he looks at her and he's like, uh, where have they gone? Has no one condemned you? And she was like, no one Lord. And he's like, well, neither do I condemn you, but go and sin no more. Mm -hmm. And and I absolutely love that. And a lot of times we just hear the first part and we're like, like that's, and it is incredible. That's God's grace. But then he's pretty specifically like, Hey, don't do it again. And he even says like, so that nothing worse may happen. He's like, mm-hmm. I was here this time, but like next time, I, if you get caught in the act of that, like mm-hmm. I'm, I might not be here to save you. Mm-hmm. And it's this beautiful picture of like, man, like don't, don't keep doing the things that are wrong. Like God, yes, God's forgiven you, but he doesn't want you to live in that. He, and that's like, that's not how grace works. Grace is not, Hey, I'm just gonna, I've been forgiven. So I'm going to keep keep taking, mm-hmm. keep taking this out of the, the jar. Like it doesn't work that way. God has planned to, he's, he saved you from those things, but he also wants you to call you out of those things. And I think that speaks to the battle that we have. Um, the word that sticks out to me in, in uh, Matthew five, the passage you just read was look at a woman with lust or lustfully. And I've heard it talked about that. There's a difference between lust and love. Um, lust uh, specifically in this is kind of like this, 
this uh, imagination or fueling your desire and just imagining like what life could be like. And so it's all about you. Um, and that's often, oftentimes what lust is, is like, what do I want and what am I willing to do to get it? And lust, if lust is all about I or me, then love has to be about the other person. And that's where, you know, God really calls us into is, uh, don't look at people lustfully, um, but, and think, thinking about like, you know, how can I, uh, get them a part of my life? How can I use them? Because oftentimes that's what pornography and sexual morality is all about. How can I use them to meet my needs? Rather love is how can I give up my needs for the betterment of the other person? Uh, first Corinthians 13 is, you know, love is patient. Love is kind. Uh, it is not self-seeking, you know, all those things that Paul talks about. Um, we have to be able to recognize that this is a, this is a battle. Uh, that goes on. It's a war that we have yeah. um, between the the flesh of lust and um, the the spirit of the Lord, which is love, which I think is kind of like what Paul talks about in Galatians 5. Um, if I'm looking it up here, Paul says, so I say to you, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. You know, the flesh contradicts what the spirit wants and the spirit contradicts what the flesh wants once. And so he's encouraging us to live by the spirit. And he'll go on to say what the fruit of the spirit is. It's love, mm -hmm. joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness. And what's the last one, Daniel? Self-control. Self-control, baby. Come on, you Let's know? Go. So, but this is a battle yeah. uh, that we have to either gratify um, God and the Holy Spirit or to gratify the works of our flesh. And, and Paul in Galatians 5 talks about what the acts of the flesh are too. But I think that's the battle that is going on is like the battle of the flesh and the spirit, the battle of lust and love. And so, you know, we camped out a little bit on like what the Bible says, but I think as we're kind of wrapping up, tips are important, you oh, know, yeah. like how I'm struggling, what can I do to like kick this to the curb and never like deal with it? So I'm curious, Daniel, if someone were to come to you and ask you like, what can I do to, to defeat pornography yeah. in my life? Or how can I deal with the struggle? What are some tips that you would share? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got, so this is something I always tell people. Uh, there's three, three things. So if you have all three of these things together at one time, like you are going to mess up. And, and those three things that we've got time, we've got accessibility and we have desire. Uh, so I'll, I'll explain that a little bit. So, um, if you have uh, time to mess up with pornography, you have the accessibility to mess up, and then you have a desire to. If you put all three of those things together, you will fall. You will mess mm -hmm. up. And so when you are fighting against uh, temptation, fighting, and, and this doesn't necessarily just have to apply to pornography. Like you could use this other sins, I think, too. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is especially helpful with pornography. So if I could take just one of those away, the, the chances of me messing up are just like decrease so much. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and you probably won't because like, let's say, so I take away time. So, um, let's say there's a time of the day, like usually right before, um, bed that I, you know, I, I end up messing up with pornography. So if I can start doing something right before I go to bed, so instead of like being in my room, um, I, I'm sitting on the couch. And then when I go um, to to my bed, like go to bed, then I leave my phone out in the living room, you mm -hmm. know? Um, so I've taken away that like, 
that would technically be like accessibility, yeah. I guess, because you're leaving your phone out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like you're taking away one of those things. Yeah. Um, but downtime a lot is, yes. I know, a big part yeah. for people. You know, it's just like, hey, you know, summer break is coming up. You don't have school, you know, like yeah. you have so much more free yeah. time. So And so it's trying to figure out like the, okay, how do I get rid of that downtime? Yeah. Whatever that is. And so maybe that's like, okay, I need to, like, I'm going to, I'm going to go hang out with a friend instead of like sitting at home for the afternoon. Like nobody's at home. Like, let, let's go hang out with Jimmy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that could be one option. Um, so you take away either time, which is like the, I mean, you're like, you don't have a, any time during the day that you can look up pornography or if there's a specific time that you usually mess up trying to, okay, what can I do during that time instead? Um, accessibility. So that's like we said, your phone. Um, another thing here is like, okay, so, I mean, we, we always have our phones and you probably, you're used to having your phone. Um, but what would it look like to like maybe get a, an app, um, that really like tracks your internet access? Mm-hmm. Um, I used covenant eyes for a long time and that is really, it's a, a browser. You have to like, close off your phone. And so the only thing that you can really use is covenant eyes, but you could still use the internet. Um, and that really will like notify your accountability partner of like, Hey, this, this is something you need to ask them about. So covenant eyes, there's a ton of different apps or like programs that do that. So you could search that. Um, and I mean, that's a definitely a great option. And that really cuts off the accessibility because if you go look at that site or, um, if you can somehow get there, your partner, your accessibility partner will, or accountability partner will find out and will ask you about it. And mm-hmm. so it's like, uh, well, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to do that because then I get asked about it. Mm-hmm. Last one, desire. This is the one we can't change very quickly. And, and it's only by the grace of God. Um, and so uh, work on the other two and desire will follow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really just like, okay, how can I get rid of, get porn out of my life? Mm-hmm. And, and through the grace of God, he takes that desire away and it makes it so it's like, man, I don't even want to go look at porn. Mm-hmm. And, and like that is, I mean, that's the place we want to be. Yeah. And like that's a, through the grace of God, like I, I've, I've come to that point and it is so freeing to have that of like, man, that's not even something I desire anymore. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, just those those three things. And then I also, I kind of mentioned accountability with when I was talking about the accessibility and that is so important is to have somebody checking in. Um, I don't, I would suggest having somebody that has beaten pornography. Don't, and and you could have somebody who's kind of like struggling with you. Uh, but a lot of times what you'll see is that person will mess up and then you'll mess up. And there's this, this kind of like, oh, well, we'll, we'll do better next time. And mm-hmm. it kind of keeps going back that, in that way because you don't have somebody who's really like, really like keeping you um, accountable and really checking in and being like, how are you doing? Like, oh man, you messed up. Like, why did you do that? And, and really just checking in. Um, so just find somebody who will lovingly do that. That is so important. We cannot do this alone. Um, God didn't create us to do life alone. So find somebody that can help you through this struggle. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I just want to circle back to that acronym one more time. Uh, so time, you know, re like really thinking through, you know, like how can I eliminate downtime yes. where I'm bored? Um, you know, cause boredom can lead to all sorts of temptations mm-hmm. and regrets. Yeah. So, uh, figuring things out with time, figuring out things with accessibility that a, um, 
I think that's a, that's a really important one is it can it be easily accessed and how can I restrict myself, whether that's by, um, creating like a, you know, going to a software like covenant eyes and adding restrictions mm-hmm. or even just like eliminating things. I know, uh, people who have gone literally to a dumb phone, not a mm-hmm. smartphone, yeah. um, who have placed, uh, people who have placed phones outside of their room, especially at night. Um, I know people who have deleted their social media apps. Yeah. That's a huge one. Deleting their uh, Instagram, their TikTok, their Twitter, their Snapchat, um, and things like that. Um, I, that that's a big one. Accessibility and then yeah. desire. Um, I, I wanted to just speak on that just real briefly because I think what you said is so important. Because like that's something we can't change without the help of God. Um, and. I think even as we're praying, um, you know, it would be really easy to just be like, Lord, would you help me like defeat porn? Um, and I think that's a, that's a good prayer, but I think there could also be a better prayer because sometimes it's almost like, Lord, help me to not think of the color yellow, you know? And it's just like, that's becomes all you're thinking about. So like, what could be a better prayer? Well, it's like, well, what's the reason why I don't want to look at porn? Well, you know, like one, I don't want to be weighed down with discouragement and guilt and shame. Um, but more importantly, like I want to save myself for my spouse and I want to prepare myself for them. I want to become a person of love, not to uh, become a person of lust. And so all that can hopefully help shape your prayers as you're praying it through because God can help change your desires. Um, so I love that acronym time accessibility desire, eliminate as many of those as you possibly can. And that will increase your chances and seeing victory. Uh, if you're struggling with pornography, one of the other things you said is, uh, have accountability, tell someone about it. I know last week in our, uh, episode kind of towards the end, I mentioned James chapter five. I just love this verse, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another and you will be healed. Um, healing can be instant or it could be a process, but tell someone yeah. there can be a healing work that happens when you tell this to someone and confide in them. Yeah. Can I, I so you had said, um, we were, when you were going through that, one of the things I wanted to say was just like, how, how serious are you about like wanting to, to quit this? Because like, if you really are serious, like it, it's going to take work. And especially I think of like social media, like we, we talked about it at the beginning where it's like, man, there are just things that are going to lead you down a rabbit hole. Like you, you see a picture and it's like, Ooh, I want to look at that a little bit longer. And it just starts to like, I mean, it, it ramps up the desire. Like, mm-hmm. um, and it gives you this like, man, I, I want to go look at porn now. Mm-hmm. And so like really just as you, you find those things in your life mm-hmm. that are like, okay, what is, what is causing me to f- go to porn? Mm-hmm. Um, like figuring those things out and then cutting them out. Yeah. And so like, I mean, social media is a great example that, um, time that we talked about, it's like, okay, how I need to get rid of this out of my life. And just like, really, I, it's almost this, like this check of like, okay, what, what is it that, um, that is, it is causing me to stumble and how can I get rid of it? And mm-hmm. we have to have this mindset. And I really, that verse that I read, uh, from Matthew where Jesus is like, it is better for your, if you're right, it causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. And I really think that that's kind of what Jesus is alluding to where he's like, man, if you really want to get rid of this, you need to get rid of that thing that's causing you to sin. It will require drastic change. Yes. Yes. And so this is not easy. And that's the like, that's the hard thing is like, it's hard enough to fight porn. And then you also have to like, okay, I've got to do whatever I have to do to, to get rid of these things that are going to cause me Mm -hmm. to sin. Um, And so it's, it's so, so hard, Mm -hmm. but yet by the grace of God, you can do it. Mm -hmm. And, And 
that freedom that you get from fighting and from like the the, the end is just so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and doing the things God's way is so much better. So don't give up in that fight. Yeah, absolutely. It it reminds me a lot of uh, I've spent some time with Celebrate Recovery here at the church yeah. or Alcoholics Anonymous, and like you know those are people who are battling addictions, mm-hmm. and pornography is the same. Uh, it is it can become an addiction, and one of the things that I I love that I've learned from them is like uh, there's really uh, there's many steps, but there's two really important steps. Um, maybe three. There, there's just a <laughs> lot of steps, but one is recognizing that there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two, realizing that you're helpless, that you need help uh, from an outside source uh, to to be like accountability for you. And then the third thing is just taking it one day at a time. You know, it's like, hey, don't worry about going for a lifetime. Just focus on today. And that's really helpful. Um, I want to share just one more maybe encouragement and then we can wrap up. But it was making me think about like, how do we, how do we kind of battle temptation? And uh, I was speaking with someone the other day kind of about this. And I think it's, um, it's just eye opening as we're talking about temptation. But um, first Peter chapter five, verse seven, uh, Peter says to Christians abroad, uh, basically he says, uh, resist the devil uh, and the enemy will flee. So it's like Paul, uh, Peter saying, stand firm, mm-hmm. resist the devil and the devil will flee. Hmm. And uh, I'm like, yeah, like that's a, that's a really good passage. Just stand firm, resist him, and he'll go away. Um, but then I was reminded of the story of Joseph. Mm-hmm. And if you're struggling with uh, pornography, like yeah. I encourage you to go back and watch that because we see Joseph is just a man of integrity. And it's just a great reminder. But what happens is he's in Potiphar's household, and Potiphar's wife comes to him time and time again and is like, Hey, you know, come sleep with me. And full of integrity, he's like, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. He's standing firm and yeah. resisting. But what's interesting is that the devil doesn't flee in Joseph's mm-hmm. uh, life or the enemy, I'll mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Potiphar's wife isn't the one that flees. Joseph is the one that flees. And I think that is the prime example of like knowing when do I need to stand firm, yeah. knowing that the temptation will pass, this too will pass. Or when do I need to recognize that, hey, the temptation's still here and I need to leave. I need to make drastic changes. Um, it reminds me of like, kind of like what you were talking about earlier of making drastic changes. You know, when you're in school, like sometimes or, or at the gym or uh, wherever you're at, sometimes you just need to stand firm mm-hmm. and just recognize that this too will pass. Um, I can fight this. I can stand firm because I know that uh, the devil is... Uh, not powerful, he's powerless, and he will flee. Versus times when this is a pretty like enemy territory, like I'm in enemy territory here. And maybe it's not the enemy that needs to leave. Maybe it's I who need to leave. And I think just knowing the, like having discernment and knowing the difference between the two can be really helpful. When do I need to stand firm, stay right where I'm at and just trust that the enemy will leave versus when do I maybe need to make drastic changes? Because when he leaves, he literally leaves behind his cloak. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. you're talking about yeah. gouging out your eye. Well, he l- was running out pretty much like buck naked, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> essentially. Like he yeah. was willing to leave that behind and, and yeah. run away from it because he knew that he didn't want to be put in that situation. So know the discernment between when do you need to stand firm, knowing that the enemy will leave versus when do you need to just get out mm-hmm. um, from it? So that's maybe just how I'll close. Yeah, that's good. 
So thanks so much for joining us for episode 11 here today. I'm struggling with pornography. And again, if you are struggling with pornography or even if it's just sexual morality, you're, you're battling sexual temptation. Our encouragement to you is to reach out to someone you know, you love and trust and just open up the conversation. Uh, I have not met anyone who has regretted opening up to someone about their struggles. And so we just want to encourage you to do that. Um, And as we close, again, we have just a few more episodes left for this season. We'll take a break over the summer. And um, again, if you have any questions for us, just let us know what those are. We'd be happy to talk about that. But with that being said, remember to love God and love others. We'll see you next week.